0: Do you hate cold emailing as much as I do? I feel so awkward. To be honest, I feel awkward most of the time, but cold emailing makes me feel super cringe. I'm putting myself out there and giving you an opportunity to reject me. So I just, I don't. The Laura pitch might have changed my mind. I recently interviewed her and her method for cold emailing that increased her business by 1,400%. I'm sharing that interview with you just in a minute. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Tiny Marketing. I'm Sarah Noel Block and I teach small marketing departments that are tired of feeling overwhelmed and under-resourced how to build and manage effective and efficient marketing strategies that work for them. Get ready, it's time to dig in and get a big impact with your tiny team.
1: Thank you for joining me today. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. I'm Laura Lopich. I'm a cold email and pitch expert and I help Entrepreneurs, service providers, freelancers, and consultants write and send effective cold emails that actually get them clients without the sleaze factor.
0: What's that like? I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty pumped about this topic. It's really hard to send a good cold email, and the fact that you're able to get a response from it is even better. So. Yeah. I'm excited to get into this and learn your methods and probably hire you later. (laughs) No,
1: let's get to know you better. What is your happy song? That's kind of a hard question. It kind of is like the the favorite book. You know, what's your favorite book question? Like, I can't just pick one because then everybody would feel left out. All of those book characters. I know. (laughs) I can't leave like just one out in the dust. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> feel like that about songs too but I would say the one song that always gets me dancing is I was born by Hanson yes umbat fame back in the 90s when Britney Spears and NSYNC were um I loved <laughs> oh, <my> goodness! <laughs> yes I have a, a good person <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Hanson's still making music and they were one of the first bands interesting little side fact they were one of the first bands that like created their own indie record and started putting out records on their own. They did their own like entrepreneurship journey, started a membership way before all the rest of us were like, huh, that's a good idea. I should do that too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, pretty cool.
0: It's interesting. So they had like every podcast has a Patreon now. They were the (laughs) originals.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) They were like the vanguards of this whole do your own thing movement, which is really cool. They started like- I'm not really sure, maybe 15 years ago, like quite a while. Hmm,
0: Well, that is, I'm going to do some Googling. (laughs) I'm going to do some deep diving.
1: (laughs) Down the rabbit hole. Okay.
0: So I'm intrigued about the seven emails that you mentioned when we initially talked about this. So the seven types of cold sales emails that you can send, tell me all about
1: them. Yeah. So the one that everybody kind of thinks of, of course, when you say cold email is the cold sales email, which is really, you know, like getting a new client from a cold email. And that's like just one of seven different types. So there's also the guest post pitch, cold email, the webinar pitch, cold email, the workshop, cold email, the podcast, cold email. Let's see the ask an expert opinion the ask an expert to share. And then you've got your cold sales email. So we're up to seven. And actually as a bonus, there could be an eighth, which is set up like an affiliate partnership, cold pitch email with someone that you don't know. Say like, we had never met. And I was like, hey, Sarah, like I think your audience would really love, you know, this thing that I'm doing. Would you like to set up an affiliate partnership? That could be a cold email because really I'm asking you, a stranger, To take the action that I would like you to take, which is say yes to me and not hit delete or get distracted or all those other things that you could potentially do when you're reading an email.
0: Yeah, I get super nervous when I send a cold email. I rarely, (laughs) rarely do it. So tell me, what is the magic secret sauce that makes a cold email? uh, It doesn't turn the person off that you're
1: emailing. That's such a good question. And it's one that everybody doesn't remember to answer. So really it's as simple, like take yourself out of your shoes. Cause you don't actually matter in the equation and then step out of your shoes and answer the question in your, in your cold email reader's mind, which is what's in it for me. And it's mm-hmm. like a natural human question. Yeah. You filter every request you get through it. I'm sure. You filtered a request through that same framework today, even probably in the last like 15 minutes, I'm sure. No, you're right. I do do that.
0: (laughs) You want me to add your link to my blog? What's in it for me?
1: Right. Why should I care? Right? (laughs) So once you start to like approach your cold email from the viewpoint of that question, and how can you answer it for your cold email reader? Suddenly you don't actually really matter to be brutally honest. It all matters about what's your reader's problem and what's the potential solution that you could maybe be the solution for that problem, if that makes sense. So you're really just a solution to their problem and the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. They don't really care about you unless you can provide a solution, first of all. And also, as long as you know of their problem, that also helps you kind of sidestep that sleaziness of like, Hey, I need to sell you. I need to sell you. And Hey, you have a problem. Let me help you kind of like back in the day when we used to go to movies before COVID. Remember? Like, um, like I don't, I'm not familiar with before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I was reminiscing upon those times earlier today. Oh, remember those days? <laughs> no, I don't. Not anymore. i are long forgotten. <laughs> yeah but you would like ask your friends or like your family for like a movie recommendation. Like, Hey, I feel like going to the movies and like doing the thing. Right. What should I go see? Is it like the new Ryan Reynolds or the new like Julia Roberts or whoever's out? Right. What should I go see? What have you seen recently? So that's your problem. And then they provide a solution in terms of a movie recommendation. It's not sleazy. They're helping you solve the problem. I mean,
0: that's exactly, that's marketing. Really, if you think about it, you're always trying to think of your audience's problem and how you solve it. Yeah. That actually kind of changed the way I think about cold emails, less about sales and more about marketing and solutions. I mean, if salespeople are listening right now, they're probably thinking, "Um, "I provide solutions; that's my job."
1: (laughs) That's what marketing people say too. So, (laughs) exactly. But at the core of it, like marketing and sales, like this is probably the tip of an iceberg of a very deep conversation that we could potentially like spend days upon. But marketing is just the precursor to sales; it's like the warm up, right? Mm -hmm. And then sales is the finale. So they kind of work in tandem. So you could really think about the cold sales email as like your introduction, your marketing, and then your sales call is actually the sale. Because it's really rare that you get someone to say, yes, let me give you my credit card in reply to a cold email. They want to get on the phone with you first. (laughs) Make sure you're not some weirdo living in his mom's basement, right? (laughs) nefarious things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes complete sense. So the cool email is the marketing. Mm-hmm. The discovery call is the sales. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive a little bit deeper into these seven emails. And I saw in your bio that you had, what was it? 1200%. Was it a
1: response rate? Ooh, your- a, a 1400% growth over four months. So basically I went from like a $200 a month client. When I quit my full-time job, nothing, nothing, nothing for a couple months during which time I was sending cold sales emails to get those one-on-one clients. Just one of those seven types, right. That we talked about. And then at the end of four months, I had signed a couple different clients from cold emails for my marketing basically. And one of those clients would become a $20,000 client and it just kind of skyrocketed from there. See, that's
0: awesome. I love hearing stories like that. You started your business by doing these cold emails and it worked for you. So what type of, did you go straight to the sales email or did you start with something that would build a relationship, like a podcast email that you were mentioned earlier?
1: Yeah, good question. So I went straight for the sales email because I had a mortgage I had to pay. Yeah. (laughs) And that little voice inside my head that was like, maybe you should go find a real job. I had to shut that voice up and I had to like get paying clients quickly in the door. Yeah. So I sent cold sales emails and then it wasn't until maybe my second year of business that I started sending those other types of cold emails, mainly guest post pitch emails. And even now, let's see, it's been like five or six years since I posted like written those guest posts and I'm still getting traffic from them. It's incredible. Like these residual, it's like ripples. You're right there. I didn't know that that's something that you do. I'm
0: oh, yeah. talk to you about <laughs> that. But that's how I got my first client was through guest posting. Really? People finding my articles on other publications and looking at like the author bio. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, uh, she has a website. Go there. Oh, I want to work with her. But it was... It was guest posts. My first three
1: clients came from guest posts. So I don't have to sell you on any of the benefits. And it's amazing no. because they're usually when they come to you by that point, they feel like they know you. They like the way you think. They like the way you work because they've kind of seen your brain in action in that guest post. And they want you to do that for them because they don't want to do it themselves. And it's right. like this perfect relationship.
0: Yeah, they're already warm, and you've built that trust by showing them that you know what you're talking about. I mean, I've written many, many blog posts about the importance of writing blog posts for other people. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak higher of it. All my business began because of guest posting, and I know a few other people who have done the same thing. So that's interesting. I am curious do you have? A formula that you go with when you're sending a sales cold email?
1: Yeah, so I actually use a formula for all like seven types of cold emails and it's called the relevancy method. That's really what those three months of hell where I was sending cold emails and not getting any responses at the start of my business. That's what I was kind of uncovering through those three months of like, what is this formula? How, How can I get replies? How can I maybe even get my cold email Forwarded on, which has happened to me, which is a really weird feeling. That's real nice. (laughs) Sending sending your email back, and you're like, Did I check in the list? Like, did I email you? And I just (laughs) forgot. Like, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's email. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, really, it's the relevancy method, which is how do you make your cold email as relevant as possible to your readers' hopes, dreams, and motivations? And it's, you know, answering that question, what's in it for me, for your reader, but digging like a little bit deeper into the psychological layers, like according to their motivations, like what's motivating them? What do they want in their job, in their business, maybe in their life? How can you help them get that problem solved? How can you be the solution?
0: Hmm. So you sent me a few different resources that I'm going to share with our audience Did any of them have your examples? Because I'm just curious what the relevancy email
1: template looks like. Yeah, let's see. I think I sent you the cold email toolkit. So that one is based on sending, how to send cold sales emails to get one-on-one clients quickly. There, I don't think that the framework for that is in there, like the actual email, but I talk a lot about the relevancy method in there. And you do actually get to like, real life emails that I've sent just because it's so much more helpful to see the end result. Yeah. Than, like the template, like, okay, that's great. Like that's what the house looks like, but what does the actual finished house like feel like and look like and operate in their real world. And so I find yeah. that super helpful for those real life emails. Yeah. The example
0: is exactly what I want to see. What is this yeah. relevancy template look like in real life?
1: Yeah. So what is the best way to use cold emails? I would say everywhere that you can in your business, especially if you're a tiny team or maybe like a solopreneur and you're relying on maybe VAs to kind of fill in the gaps. I would say cold emails let you, the best way I can describe them is if you're sending one of the six other types, right? Not just the cold sales email to get one-on-one clients because that's just like a one-to-one email, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're sending one of the like more partnership cold emails, like to get on a podcast or to do a webinar for someone's audience, or maybe like a full day workshop for someone's audience, those emails allow you to basically go to a lake, like you're a fisherman, go to a lake stocked with all your ideal clients. And then you just get to fish there as long as you want. And you just get so many ideal clients just coming to you and being like, oh my goodness, I would love to work with you. How can we work together? That's really what cold emails do.
0: Yeah. That was a good example too, because I've seen so many times where like, I'll get emails from people that I subscribe to their email address and they are promoting somebody else's workshop or webinar. And I'm like, I don't even know how to have that conversation with people. (laughs) So I'm guessing you do. How do you have that conversation where you're like, promote this webinar because it would have a (laughs) it would have a positive impact for your audience. How do you get someone to say yes to that?
1: Yeah, you set it up as like a win-win partnership. Like what do they get it in return? Right. Maybe you set it up as an affiliate partnership where they get a kickback from every so many people that they send your way. Or maybe you in return, I've done partnerships like this where say you're gonna, you know, share my lead magnet or whatever with your audience and I in return will share yours with mine. So it's kind of like, I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. Mm
0: -hmm. And it
1: really depends too upon kind of, again, what's in it for me, like answering that question for your partner. And you don't necessarily have to answer in the first email. You just have to get them to be intrigued enough to say, yeah, Sarah, like I would love to do maybe a partnership with you. You sound like you have a great audience. What are you thinking? And at that point, you can get on like a Zoom call and be like, okay, here are kind of the ideas. What do you think? What would you like out of this? And kind of hash out. I like that. A lot of my clients
0: are, I would say it's like 50% really established companies and 50% that are building their audience from scratch. And I feel like partnerships, at least in my experience, are a great place to start where to build your audience and to get in front of those people especially like service and then connected to a product. Yeah. Those are always great partnerships and yes. you, it can be mutually beneficial doing it that way. Yeah.
1: And it's amazing. Once you start looking for partnerships, you will literally see them everywhere. An example that kind of pops to my head right now is maybe you heard like lively. She like launched this non-alcoholic like mixer drink company, mm-hmm. right? yeah. which Yeah. Funny because she apparently doesn't drink alcohol, but she launched this company, startup. You would think maybe she'd have a big budget, but I guess they're kind of bootstrapping. They signed a partnership deal with British Airways to serve her like mixer drinks on their flights. It's a win-win because her company's providing mixers, getting lots of exposure on British Airways, and British Airways is getting like kind of like a celebrity brand on their airline. Yeah right? So once you start thinking and like looking for partnerships, they're really everywhere. Like HGTV is giving away a dream home right now. I don't think they paid a single penny to build this dream home in Vermont based on the amount of like mower sinks and like this architect firm and this design firm and this construction firm. They're all in this project to get publicity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. I've had clients that do the same thing where they're like a building material company and they'll work with interior bloggers to get exposure. Mm -hmm. Exactly that.
1: It doesn't cost that much to give away your product (laughs) to get that much exposure. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's really kind of cool once you start seeing like these bigger companies doing it and you're like, well, why can't I do it if it works for them? it should work on a smaller scale. And it totally does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think when people hear the word influencer, mm-hmm. that they think of Instagram influencers, nope. but micro influencers within your space can be so impactful. And I think that's where a lot of like the service providers come from. They're micro influencers in their space and they can work with products and influence the buying decisions there. Yes,
1: Yes, exactly. It's really cool. Yeah. So how can people work with you? So people can work with me inside one of my two courses, my two programs. One is zero Open to full pipeline. That's a self-paced course where you basically get my whole framework for cold emails. We we're talking, you know, cold sales emails, all those types of cold emails that we talked about, those seven types. You get education and training on how to use those. Plus, you get my support on like answering questions and stuff. And I don't actually outsource this to other coaches. You actually get me, which is kind mm-hmm. of cool. And it's the only one of the two ways to work with me. If you want more support, you can work with me inside the growth multiplier mentorship. And that's that same like training modules, but you get six months of support plus like one-on-ones and group coaching. So like a more robust level of support. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's very nice. And where do you hang out online if people
1: want to follow you? That's a good question. Um, (laughs) I would love to say social media, but honestly, I'm not very active. You can find me on Twitter at waiting to be read, or you can find me on Instagram at Laura Lopich. But honestly, the best way to actually talk with me is writing my email list and replying to an email like a true email nerd. That's usually where I spend most of my time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, how can people join your email list?
1: So yeah, I put together this really cool resource for you guys and it's totally free. It's two cold email templates and you get two real life examples also. So you kind of see the template and then the the finished results. And those are at lauralopage.com forward slash tiny marketing. And if you go sign up, get those, you'll also be added to my email list and then open up a Line of dialogue too. You'll have that avenue of conversation there too. Great. So, all of these links
0: will be available in the show notes page and in the description. So, they're easy to find. And thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me.
0: I had a great time talking with you. I had fun too. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends about the Tiny Marketing Show. It's your referrals that have helped grow this show. See you next time. Hello, and thank you for joining Tiny Marketing. I help Tiny Marketing departments create consistent content that builds trust with their audience. Book done-for-you content marketing at NoelBlock.com. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app. See you next time, friends.